Pete Best is a much better name than Ring. No, Ringo Starr is pretty damn good. Ringo Starr is a great name. I mean, it's made up, right? His name's something like Reginald Fart or something. Star. <laughs> Fart Star. Ringo is just short. <laughs> what? <laughs> Fart Star. And then we just were silent. <laughs> Sorry that we've been so loud and rude On the train On the train On the train Yeah, on the train On the train Doors closing Welcome, ladies and gentlemen But let's be honest, mostly gentlemen To Four Guys on a Train I am Pete Hey, I'm Brandon And I'm Mr. Rick And thank you once again for joining us For another, what is sure to be a Lovely, lovely episode. You're right. It will be lovely. <laughs> I hope it is. It's my goal to make everyone lovelier than the last. It's true. And if one's not lovely, then you just shouldn't even listen to the rest. Just skip it. Yeah. I quit, in fact. We'll give a warning before the episode starts that it won't be lovely so that you can. This one is <laughs> not going to be great. Just a heads up. Sorry. <laughs> not as lovely as the last. So. Yeah, yeah, we'll see about that. Now, guys, I want to lead in with something here, and it's a uh, it's an anonymous email I received. What? Uh, yeah, yeah, from a listener, a listener of the show. It entitled, uh, well, it was no subject. It was no subject, but I got oh, a that's wow. sketchy. That's sketchy right out the gate. So this isn't a virus or something. I mean, it could be. God invented subjects for emails for a reason. You're supposed to put them on there. No subject. I'm not sure what the. Uh, uh, or who sent it because it was like in a numbered account with no name. Mm. Um, but inside was a was a word document. Okay, and uh, it's titled "Arnold and the Pigeon Man" by Bebop Jazz 07. Now, Brandon, <laughs> I know I know that was your AIM screen name, so I'm not sure who sent this or. Uh, you know, or where it's from. I mean, or maybe I don't even know if you wrote it. I mean, but. I'm. I think we're looking at the first instance of fan fiction of fan fiction. All right. So obviously, someone out there found my work and was such a big fan of it, and I get it. You know, right? Uh, that they decided to write their own derivative. Let's be honest. Piece based on my work, and I'm flattered. And also, I'm pursuing uh, appropriate litigation. You need to lawyer up. Let me let me read it to you and you can tell me if if you wrote it or not. I have my suspicions. Okay. So so okay. let's go. Uh I'll I'll just read it. It's it's a couple paragraphs. So uh it's called Arnold and the Pigeon Man. It says Bebop Jazz 07, so we'll see. Uh okay. Arnold and the Pigeon Man walk through the doorway of the roof of the building. It's in shambles destroyed by the bullies of the neighborhood. So I, I'm assuming you remember this episode, especially you, Brandon. Could you give us yeah. some context to this, with the, who the Pigeon Man is? Yeah, I'm in the dark here completely. Yeah, the Pigeon Man is this uh, misunderstood figure, sort of a um, you know, uh, mythical figure in the neighborhood. And um, he's believed to be crazy, unstable. But um, it turns out that he's just a, a lonely man that... Um, happens to find the company of pigeons more pleasant than the company of people. So we got some Home Alone ripoff going on here from the Hey Arnold creators. Sure, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> writing is hard. I don't know if you tried it, but it's hard. I mean, an AI can do it, so it can't be that hard. I mean, come on. <laughs> Anyways, and I think in the episode uh, that this is referencing, the pigeon man uh, healed one of Arnold's pigeons. Is that is that correct? I think that's what happened. 
I think so. It's been a few years, but yeah, that sounds right. And Arnold like brought him around the neighborhood and he, he uh, came back to, to his home in shambles, like the bullies of the neighborhood, you know, destroyed his, his, the roof. So he's like the Jesus of pigeons. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, makes the blind pigeons see brings in the end of the episode. The pigeons literally lift him from the building away into the, the sunset. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's quite an emotional episode, but this this doesn't quite end that way. So I'll just, I'll read the rest here. Okay. Um, so they're on the roof of the building. It's in shambles. Arnold looks around. What? This is awful. Who did this? He asks. People, Arnold, says the pigeon man, crestfallen. We can rebuild the cages and sweep up. Your birds will come back, says Arnold, picking up a broken cage. Of course they'll come back. They're birds, the pigeon man says, a little annoyed. <laughs> I understand them. I trust them. It's people I don't understand. Arnold looks at the pigeon man. Tears are forming in the corners of his droopy eyes. Damn. He's not the only one. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting uh, weepy-eyed over here. <laughs> yeah, I know, oh, right? Keep going. You see, Arnold, says the pigeon man, it's time for me to leave here. Some people are meant to be with people, and others, like me, are just different. He walks towards a tipped-over metal box. The box appears to have some sort of keyhole on it. Pigeon man, begins Arnold. None of this would have happened if... No, Arnold, you can't blame yourself, says the pigeon man, bending down. He reaches into his pocket and pulls out a key. With it, he unlatches the metal box. Where will you go? asks Arnold. The pigeon man grabs something out of the box. It appears to be some sort of costume. He stands up and turns to Arnold. I don't know, probably Vegas or some shit, says the pigeon man. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, hold on. (laughs) This is what's written. I'm just reading it word for word. Jeez, pigeon man, it's just a child. (laughs) I mean, he is a little crazy. He was a little crazy. So, sure. I don't know, probably Vegas or some shit, says the pigeon man. But before I go, could you wear this pigeon costume and fuck me, Arnold? Wait, wait. <laughs> what? Arnold, <laughs> Arnold what? stares back at the pigeon man blankly. <laughs> fuck me, Arnold. No. This is this is happening exactly as I remember it actually, so. No. That's how it ends. <laughs> so I <laughs> What? I don't know. What happened there? I don't know. I just I that was you know, that was verbatim. Again, it says verbatim. by Bebop Jazz. I mean, <laughs> is, that, is that yours, Brandon? I mean, look, it's it's not exactly my style. It's clear that okay. that the the fan, uh, my fan, was was trying to closely imitate my style, and I respect the right. effort. Um, and really, I you know I respect the story. It was uh, very much in voice, and uh, mm-hmm. I liked the sex. That was sexy. Um, <laughs> getting uh, rock hard over here. And uh, mm. yeah, I, I think we're, um, I give it an A. All right, uh, cool. Well, I, I, I'll i keep, I mean, whoever wrote that, I'll just keep writing fan fiction. Yeah, keep I keep sending them in because. I hope so. I, I hope you, yeah. I hope you keep writing. Yeah. Yeah. You mysterious person, whoever wrote that. <laughs> Definitely not one of us. <laughs> so, <laughs> was, was me. Uh, yeah. So that's what I wanted <laughs> to share that with you guys. Wow. And I thought Brandon, who as our resident, Hey Arnold might get a kick out of it. So. Oh, I love it. I loved it. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, mysterious friend. <laughs> Fuck me, football head. Hey, Arnold. <laughs> Did they ever end up together? That was a big show mystery, Arnold and Helga. They did. did they? Okay. they did by the end of the, the movie. Yeah. They Damn. did. Yeah. Oh. I guess you should just keep bullying people you like till they like you back. That's what I took from it. <laughs> so you're married now. Yep. Ha- happily married. <laughs> At least I am. That's how Jen got Brandon. She just bullied the tar out of you, wore you down. <laughs> well, uh, boys, I know we were going to record. We actually had to push this one back. Um, we were going to record last week, Wednesday, Thursday, 
And last week, Wednesday, uh, was the inauguration. Oh, right. Of our new president. The reign of uh, the orange rain is over. Yeah. Let the purple rain begin. <laughs> Kamala was sporting an awesome uh, purple outfit, and uh, I'm ready to move on <laughs> yeah. to greener pastures. I'm ready for boring a boring four years. Let's only hope. Yeah, I've already realized I've I've like shut myself off from most of like the political world. I used to be checking the news, you know, every ten mm-hmm. minutes, all day, every day, weekends, holidays, didn't matter. Um, now I've kind of I've like hard course corrected in the other direction, which is probably a problem. I'm yeah, I'm, like, we should one stay the, a little in tune, but <laughs> I'm one of the uninformed masses again. <laughs> and you know, I'll be honest, it feels real good. I like it. Yeah. Um, but not maybe not the best idea. For like maintaining, um... yeah, I think that's how we got to where we were in the first place. <laughs> but... Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, I think people will then a little. It's it's a zigzag. We'll zag back, uh, hopefully, very quickly to paying attention enough, but not obsessively uh, scrolling through news feeds and Twitter feeds to uh, yeah see what the hell Trump was doing next. It'll be yeah. good to not talk about him anymore, though. That'll be nice. That's true. Uh, I do have a segment lined up that we might have to talk about him for a little bit, but that'll be the end of it. So (laughs) (laughs) one thing I did want to mention uh, was I don't know if Ted Cruz is ever going to listen to the show, but if you are listening, Ted Cruz, I will fucking beat the shit out of you. (laughs) (laughs) Pulling a Seth Rogen and just fucking beat the shit out of you, Ted Cruz. If if you're listening, I fucking yeah. hate that guy. If anyone has any connection who's listening to this right to Ted Cruz, I would love for you to get this uh, in front of him <laughs> because I'd love to see Pete. I know Pete could kick the shit yeah. out of him. Uh, I would happily watch that. Yeah, Cruz down. is a doughy boy. It almost wouldn't be fair. You know what I mean? Like, I know. I know. I just look at his fucking dumb face and everything he says. And like, if there's one guy in politics, I'd love to beat the fucking tar out of it's Ted Cruz. He's he's I awful. Just, yeah, he really uh yeah. he really just kind of uh, locked that in those last few weeks. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I feel like some people were like, "Okay, he's a bad dude." But now it is to the point where yeah, Seth Rogen is threatening him on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> the happiest stoner in the world is is pissed at he's him. He's lacing into him too. I mean, it's I don't feel bad for Ted Cruz in the least cuz he's an ass clown, but No. To have somebody as beloved as like Seth Rogen just call you like a fucking dick every day. Ted Cruz is like, well, Seth Rogen's a moron. And Rogan's just like, fuck you, you fascist pig. <laughs> it was like, oh, yeah. you started an insurrection. <laughs> it's it's almost but not quite as bad as, you know, if if Mr. Rogers, you know, God rest his soul, were still with us and, and used Twitter. I'd love to hear what, what Mr. Rogers had to say about Ted Cruz. <laughs> That's true. I don't know if I would love to... I, I, it would be a sad day to have to have seen Mr. Rogers snap on something. <laughs> I think he I think he'd do it in a nice way. I think he'd be like, you know, you need to sit down and and think about your feelings and talk about your feelings and stop being a fucking fascist <laughs> and shut your goddamn mouth before I snap a stick in your ass. Yeah, <laughs> neighbor. And maybe he'd bring out like Lady Elaine Fairchild and, you know, a Daniel Striped Tiger and <laughs> maybe put on a healing puppet show and the nation would come together. Could you imagine being a politician and have like the your like beloved heroes of your childhood coming after you saying you suck? <laughs> like I was thinking about like I follow Mark Hamill on Twitter and he's, you know, he's pretty liberal on there. Like, mm. just imagine being president and fucking Luke Skywalker every day is like, this guy sucks ass. Fuck him. 
Like how <laughs> how far have you fallen, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know not all celebrities are perfect, but come on. Yeah, they say don't meet your heroes and don't get into politics so that your heroes shit on you. <laughs> Something I've always heard. Hey, hold on a second here. I think I'm getting a yeah? I think I'm getting a Skype call. Oh Jesus. I thought okay. Who uses Skype anymore? I don't know. Probably the worst of people. Hold on, let me answer this. Hello? Uh, <coughs> hey, uh, Pete? Yeah, that's me. Is that is that you, Satan? Yeah, it's... Oh, Satan? It's me, the Red Devil. Oh, buddy. Holy shit. Hey, you guys, uh, you boys busy right now? Uh, well, we're doing the podcast thing, but we're kind of always doing the podcast, so you're not oh, really interrupting perfect. anything. Come on in. Yeah, I thought I'd call in and, uh... I don't know, I really enjoyed our discussion, our little talk last time, so I thought I'd, uh... Give it a little Skyperino and uh, see what you boys are up to. I'm glad to hear that. I was afraid you didn't like us. I, I always, I always feel that way when I meet like somebody famous. Like, oh, they're gonna think I'm an idiot. I actually, uh, I actually haven't uh, had the pleasure of meeting your acquaintance. Oh yeah, last time you were uh, baked, getting baked or doing some shit. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I'm uh, Beelzebub. Uh, nice to meet you. Oh, what a, it's a pleasure. Thanks, uh, thanks for popping onto our little podcast here. Yeah, no problem. So, uh, what are you boys? Uh, what are you getting up to? Well, actually, Satan, we were we were just talking about the inauguration uh, and, and some uh, political things. Oh, boy. No, I don't want to touch that with a 10-foot pole. I had nothing to do with it. I swear to... I don't do this often. I swear to God, wow. it wasn't me. Hand on a Bible, which is, you know... Which burns, I would imagine. Right. It right. doesn't mean much coming from me, but I mean, Trump held one. Nothing happened, so I guess I can get away with it. Well, I mean, we were thinking, you know, this since we were talking politics anyways and, and the inauguration and American traditions, sure. you know, last time we we read you some children's letters to God, but we ended on a sort of historical note. We were asking you about, you know, different uh, different stories from the Bible. And I thought this time, maybe since you've been around through all of history and, and then some, we could ask you about some specific uh, American events and see you know, kind of your takes on, on what, what happened, what went down. Yeah, they call me Satan from the block. You know, I've been around a few times. I've uh, been on this little spinning blue globe, you know, a lot longer than most. So, yeah, that'd be fun. Why don't we jump into My Dear Wormwood? My Dear Wormwood. So, I don't know what Pete has. Uh, syphilis, um... <laughs> Crabs, I think, last time I checked. At least I don't got to go to the doctor anymore. <laughs> yeah, doctors actually send me all STDs come through my office. <laughs> so I know everything you've got. Damn it. Thanks, Satan, I guess. All right, so I, I specifically have some um, some unsolved American mysteries. Oh, my God. And I feel like, you know, historians have tried their best to figure out, you know, what happened, what went wrong in some cases. Um and they failed. You know, they've come up with nothing uh, after all this time. So I figured the guy who was there, maybe we ask him, you know? Yeah, I was in the room when it happened. Huge Hamilton fan, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we all? What a, what a, charming, what a charming production. Um, okay, so let's start off. I guess I'll start my list off with the 18 and a half missing minutes from the Nixon tapes. Oh, Nixon. Great guy. <laughs> Okay, so just a little background for our listeners. Richard Nixon, Richard Milhouse Nixon, uh, resigned on August 8th, 1974. Um, he was brought down uh, largely by these tapes that he insisted upon uh, recording within the Oval Office, all of his meetings with various government people. There was one 
or I don't know how many tapes it was, but somehow during the process of transferring the tapes over to the courts or whatever, 18 and a half minutes uh, from those tapes went missing. Um, they were recorded over, deleted, whatever. I don't know how old tapes work because, you know, it's the 21st century. Right. Um, no one knows what's on them. They're, they're, no one's been able to piece together any context. Um, Nixon's secretary, Rosemary Woods, said that she accidentally recorded over uh, some of them while they were, she was transcribing. But that only accounted for five minutes. So even taking that into account, there's still 13 and a half minutes missing. So in the room where it happened, what what was going on uh, with Nixon in those 18 and a half minutes? Well, first off, I told that guy, uh, uh, Millhouse, I always called him. Yeah. Uh, we were on middle name terms. <laughs> uh, I told him, never record anything. Sure. All right? Don't leave a paper trail. Don't leave a uh, tape trail. Don't record a podcast. You know, yeah. Don't record a podcast. You're going to say something on there that is going to haunt you 10 yeah. years from now. Don't do it. Son of a bitch just did it anyway. He did whatever he wanted. You know, that's what I loved about him. Sure, sure. Uh, and Rosemary, she's full of shit. Okay. <laughs> uh, I know exactly what happened to those tapes. Speaking of a podcast, uh, I actually technically recorded the first ever podcast. Oh, wow. Uh, and I, I, I was doing a, a kind of a serial wow. type thing. Um, you know, like one of those uh, similar to this Unsolved Mysteries. I was really into uh, uh, serial killers back then. And I was doing a little thing on Jeffrey Dahmer, borrowed a tape from uh, Millhouse, and uh, didn't check what was on it first, and uh, uh, accidentally recorded over some of his, which ended up leading to a positive uh, outcome for him, but... Sure. Yeah, the, the show was not well-received, so oh, that wasn't geez. great for me, yeah. Satan, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Dahmer after Nixon? Yeah, you are wrong, and uh, I, I will correct you. <laughs> I just thought maybe you see time in a different way, like uh, than us. Maybe I'm right. I guess I'm wrong. Yeah, time is not linear. All right. You've seen the show Dark, right? We've all you guys have tuned into Netflix's Dark, correct? Yeah, oh, time sure, is yeah. not linear. Okay. Everything is happening all at once. Okay. So yes, you were incorrect. I'm sorry. I don't. It all happened at the exact same time. This podcast recording is happening at the same time that the beginning of the world is happening, all right? That's deep, man. That is oh. deep, Satan. <laughs> all right, I got a... <laughs> Brandon, really? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know what's... All right. There's nothing funny about time, okay? It's just, he, you know, we can't really grasp it, so humor is our default, like... No, you're tiny little... Yeah. Your tiny little baby boy brains. The lizard mind can't can't grok. Sorry, I'm I'm back. I'm here. I, I got one for you, Satan. It's another American myth. Hit me. Hit me. Uh, so everyone knows, quote unquote, that Betsy Ross uh, created and and so soon sewed sewed the f- soon I soon? think Betsy Ross soon <laughs> the flag the first American yep, flag right um. But according to this website, that's a, that's a myth. Uh, it says the only proof we had that Betsy Ross had anything to do with creating the American flag came from her grandson, who argued in 1870 that his Gam Gam, <laughs> I'm reading, quoting here, Gam Gam came up with the whole idea. So uh, we're just basing the whole Betsy Ross myth um, off what her grandson says. I was just wondering, do you have? Were you in the room with Betsy? Did she make the flag? 
her grandson is a little shit. <laughs> I let that kid borrow a Frisbee that I had. I'd use it for ultimate. Sure. Uh, when I was playing with the Founding Fathers, oh, wow. we had a sick uh, standing ultimate match every Saturday. Wow. wow. <laughs> yeah. Hamilton was a badass on the field. Um, I believe it. Yeah. And then Franklin was a fat ass on the field. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. So yeah, I let that kid borrow Frisbee, never returned it, never saw it again. Mm. Uh, so I don't trust a single word little Arthur Ross puts out there. Uh, Betsy was a saint. She soon me all kinds of outfits. She was a great seamstress. <laughs> yeah, I got a few vests of hers, and she so she soon that uh, exact pattern on every vest I had. So uh, I stand by that. I think that was uh I wasn't in the room when she soon, but I believe every uh every word she says. I mean, if you just turn one of the stars on the flag upside down and draw a circle around it, it's basically like your your thing, right? Oh yeah, yeah. She kind of she kind of uh, she kind of uh, put that in motion the okay. pentagram. Betsy Ross, the original Satanist. So Betsy was kind of a badass. She she created the first American flag and she uh, um, invented the pentagram for me as a favor. Wow, for the frisbee thing. For the, <laughs> to make up, yeah, I got gotcha. you. To make up for the frisbee, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> Satan, who was who was on your team in Ultimate Frisbee? Uh, so like I said, Hamilton. Uh, thank God right. Franklin wasn't. Um, okay. And then uh, uh, Jefferson actually was a great, uh, he was really good at defense. Dang, all right. He, he just knocked uh, those fathers on their asses. Damn, okay. Did Washington, did Washington play? Did he do any like cool trick moves like, you know, catching it with his teeth or whatever? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, they would pop out a lot, which was a, a great little party trick. Uh, we loved when he would do that. He'd grab onto it, shake his head real hard, and his teeth would just fly out and they'd stay on the frisbee. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, it was pretty cool. These guys were my bros. Yeah. The founding bros, I call them. <laughs> the founding bros. Uh, all right, so the next one I have for you um, is about the mystery of Roanoke Island, which if we're talking about classic American mysteries, this is the, the poster child, right? This is the classic uh, number one American mystery. So, backstory. In 1587, John White and his group... Settled on Roanoke Island in North Carolina. Okay. Um, I guess they didn't bring enough shit with him because he had to go back and get more shit. Uh, so he left pretty soon uh, to go get more supplies. He didn't get back for three years. Um, I don't know if he got tied up along the way. Well, maybe he had a family. Um, anyway, he was, uh, he was gone for three years. When he came back, everything was gone. Everything was dismantled, taken down. The people were gone. Now, he had told them in, uh, I guess, as a, I don't know why, but he told them to carve a cross into a tree near the, the settlement if they were ever attacked. I don't know what good that would do. I guess then they, and he would know they were dead. Um, but there was no cross carved into any trees. However, someone did carve the name Croatoan into a fence post. So that you know, those those people were were gone, never seen again. Um, no signs of a, a struggle or a battle, anything like that. What happened? Uh, yeah. So John White, uh, he he left all his people behind, as you said, to go get uh, more supplies, which um, I happen to know was Doritos and Mountain Dew Code Red. He was a big gamer. 
Shit, I was thinking like toilet paper, but that that makes sense too. No, they you you, you could just use leaves. No, John White was a huge gamer. Uh, Big Xbox fan. Yeah, it it literally was just a box uh, at the time <laughs> that they would play cards on top of. Oh boy, but that was their Xbox. Oh yeah. Oh, I see. Because it used to be a box, and now it was a gaming table, so it was an Xbox. Yeah. Oh boy. Right. So, right. Yeah, right. he ran down to his. Uh, what would be like a bodega at the time uh, to go get some more, uh, you know, snacks. Yeah. And he left his people behind, which was kind of a dick move. Yeah. Because he was, like you said, he was gone for three years. Mm-hmm. The, bodega, the bodega wasn't close by and uh, modern transportation did not exist. So I've had to run to the store on occasion, you know, throughout my life. It has never taken me that long. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, I mean, you do what? You go on a target run, you're gone what? An hour at most? Maybe, if there's traffic. This was the 1500s. There was no traffic. You know what I'm saying? There weren't even that many people. If you're, if you're on a ship, you're going to come across a whale, but that's going to take you, what, 10, 15 minutes out of your way? You just, yeah, kind of curve around. Yeah, so that was just him being lazy. So I happened across uh, this colony uh, while he was gone, mm-hmm. and everyone was in disarray. You know, he was kind of the leader. He was kind of overseeing the... Uh, the food supply, uh, the planning of the colony and everything. And he just up and, you know, took a hike out of there. So <laughs> I kind of took over in those three years that he was gone. This ought to be good. And uh, it kind of became a little, um, you know, a bit of a sex cult, if I'm, oh, wow. if I'm being 100% honest. Okay. Which was not my doing. It was kind of like they were ready for it. Yeah. And I just kind of nudged them, you know, over the line there. Well, years and years of, of sexual repression, you know, like you put them in a new place without adult supervision and whew. You have a leader with the name of John White. That dude is not, that dude doesn't fuck, okay? More like Hoenoke, <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, 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 I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe, maybe along those, maybe Croatoan was just a, was, was a, a, an archaic spelling of Hoatoan. Oh, I honestly, I, I, I'm not really great at spelling. Mm. Um, yeah, I usually get my like R's and oh yeah, and P's mixed up, uh, that kind of thing. So I carved the sign to let John know this is where his people used to be. Oh, and I, I just see. misspelled Roanoke. Okay. Uh, hey, well that you know that that does kind of you know put a period uh, at the end of that sentence. I like yeah the closure. Like I said before, I think on this podcast, I like closure. So. So, so that you just kind of yeah, you know, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not really funny. Uh, you know, sex cold isn't funny, and an illiterate uh, uh, devil is not as something to laugh at. So I'm sorry, you know, I didn't, didn't unfortunately bring uh, humor with that explanation. But uh, you know, sometimes well, we're not looking for humor here on this podcast. Right, just the, the truth. truth. Tell me the truth. So wait a minute. So I'm confused. They they turned into a sex cult, and then what? They just disappeared? Oh, yeah. We just, like, decimated the land. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We couldn't grow anything there anymore after okay. the things we did on those <laughs> sacred grounds. Uh, so we had to... Well, honestly, we only moved about two miles uh, down the road. So I don't know what John... John literally could have just... he was, I mean, literally gone three years, couldn't have walked... Well, when you're a dysentery-inflicted settler, it's, you know, a mile is, is an undertaking, right. so... Each step is more painful than the last. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to find a toilet. All right, I'll hit you with one, Satan. One of the most uh, 
well-known myths or mysteries, I guess, uh, um, in America, uh, a young woman named Amelia Earhart, uh, flying, uh, trying to ra- flying around the world, uh, cut short when her Lockheed Electra disappeared over the Pacific ocean on June 2, 1937. So rescue workers, uh, scoured the area. They could not find her. She was declared legally dead on January 5 of 1939. So about two years after that. Uh, and the question here is why did her plane go down? Um, because nobody ever, nobody could, could figure that out. And what, you know, what happened? Uh, kind of, uh, the same question, um, <laughs> but I won't hold that to you. Uh, Thanks. I'm but a, I'm but a man, a simple, yeah, a little repetitive, but you know, you're not a journalist. Yeah. So Amelia yeah. Earhart, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Funny story. Uh, she's still kicking. Oh, um, she's alive and well. Oh. Uh, yeah, she is, uh, uh, she flies for American Airlines. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Usually, uh, in and out of, uh, the, the West Coast. Um, but yeah, she's still living her dream. Uh, not around the world anymore, just, uh, within the States. It seems like a really elaborate, uh, you know, way to go about, I-, I guess, faking her own death, which it seems like that may have been her intention. What, does she give you any kind of reasoning? So apparently she owed a lot in back taxes. Mm. <laughs> uh, she had been skirting the IRS for many years. I probably shouldn't be telling you this, but nobody listened to this anyway. So, um, <laughs> yeah, she was, uh... Yeah, she was wanted for tax evasion. And, uh, you know, she started flying as a way to uh, kind of have a cover story to eventually disappear off this mortal coil. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, nothing really went wrong. I think she landed the plane in Bali or something and then just took a charter flight back uh, to the States. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's, that's a lot less mysterious than I would have thought. But thanks for clearing that up. The plane is probably just fine. Just sitting in a hangar in Bali. That's that's what I'm getting from from our conversations with Satan is that the world is nowhere near as mysterious as it seems. Mm-hmm. Everything kind of just has like an explanation, you know. Yeah. When you when you just get the explanation, you're like, oh yeah. There's a lot of fear mongering that goes on. It's a lot juicier of a headline when you're like, mysterious plane falls off the coast of Bali. No, it it's it's not as devious as that usually. Right. Sounds like there was just a lot of lazy reporting. Yeah, uh, young reporters trying to uh, get their nut, you know? Speaking of lazy reporting, uh, my last one for you is a little mystery about the Mary Celeste. You familiar with that at all? Pete, you familiar with that one? I'm not, no. All right. Yeah, fill him in. All right, so for Pete and for all of our listeners, uh, in 1872, in December, a perfectly intact ship was found floating in the Atlantic Ocean. It had departed from the U.S. some weeks before. There was nothing wrong with the ship. No no damage of any kind. The cargo was there and intact. The only thing uh, missing was one lifeboat. And uh, the last entry on the ship's log showed nothing unusual happening. But no one on board, or who had been on board the ship, was ever heard from again. So wh- what happened to the Mary Celeste? So I had a few too many whiskeys and i had never tried rum before that was kind of new uh, they had it on the ship sure uh, uh so to fill in I, I guess i didn't say i was i was aboard the movie oh okay well we asked the uh, right guy then yeah it was like a booze cruise uh which is pretty cool <laughs> nice. you were taking one of those like booze cruises they got like the tiki boats uh 
you know, one of those things. Hmm. Um, so I was taking that. Uh, I was just supposed to be this like one week, uh, you know, party. It was going to be great. I had never tried rum in conjunction with whiskey before. Sure. I fell asleep with a cigar in my mouth. The boat started on fire. Oof. Wow. I, uh, it, it, it doesn't make much sense, but I'm actually very scared of fire. Uh, <laughs> so I, I woke up. The boat was on fire. Uh, I, I bolted out of there. I, uh, I uh, unfortunately did not tell anyone uh, or alert anyone to the ongoing disaster. Uh, I grabbed mm. one of the escape boats and uh, I hightailed them out of there. Yeah, I'm not, oh. you know what? I'm ashamed. I'm not proud of what I did. But uh, honestly, everybody on there was kind of a jackass okay. anyway. So so not not just a, a per, uh, you know an observer, but uh, actually an instigator of one of the greatest historical mysteries. Wow. Yeah, that one was on me. Yes. <laughs> yes. I had nothing to do with that Titanic, so don't come okay. at me for that. That was legit an iceberg, okay? Uh, but uh, Mary Celeste, uh, that one's on Sam. And did you say, Brandon, that it looked like nothing was wrong with it, but one life lifeboat was? Yeah, that's that's the story that that I've that I've been told. Nothing was wrong with the ship. So how did it? It started on fire. Did you like fix it up before it got back to port? Or look, I don't know what happens after a boat sinks. That's out of my jurisdiction. <laughs> when I left, the boat was engulfed in flames. <laughs> Right. Now, maybe when it started to sink, the flames probably went out. <laughs> and I don't know what kind of uh, restorative properties water has on wood. <laughs> so maybe when it was fully emerged in water, it kind of, you know, restored the, uh, the original structure of the boat. We might have to ask somebody else about how that happened, Brandon. Yeah, you know, you could bring an expert on boats onto your yeah. show, your little show here, <laughs> and ask them about it. I'm just telling you what happened to me. I'm not a boat expert, Peter. Yeah, I'm sorry. I never claimed to be a boat expert. Just a recreational historian. Look, we're just we're just right. here to report. The listener decides, right? Okay? Fox News. Exactly. We report. Right. You decide. You decide what the truth is. Who are you going to believe? Some historian, you know, sitting in his, you know, loft apartment on his MacBook Pro in 2010 typing up an internet article? Or are you going to believe the guy who was there? The Lord of Darkness. Well, geez, I mean, thanks for clearing that up for us, Satan. I think this was pretty insightful. Well, I tell you what, boys, I always enjoy my time with you. I don't know where the fuck Rick went. Oh, yeah, he was there. Yeah, sorry. I was just, I was so enthralled by all this uh, solving of these mysteries. I just, I had nothing to lend that would have, uh, would have added anything to this. Well, uh, I'd love to do it anytime. Uh, have me back on your, uh, your little show here anytime you guys want. You're kind of my bros. I have my founding bros, and now I have my lasting bros, I think I'll call you. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> we'll, we'll, uh, we'll have our people call your people, Satan. Yeah, that'd be great. Just don't, tell my, don't tell my very religious family that uh, Satan refers to me as <laughs> his bro. Oh, they know. And they hate you for it. <laughs> but I'll always love you, Brandon. <laughs> Goodbye, boys. Until next time. Bye, Thanks, Satan. Satan. Yells a bye-bye. Be good to each other. Wow. What a man. What a mighty good man. That's what's surprising. What a guy. A little crass. A little crass from time to time. But, but he's he's kind. Yeah. You know? He's kind. A heart of gold. Absolutely. Really, yeah. He does have a heart of gold. And he and he is quite crass. And he does party very hard. But you know what? Right. Who among us doesn't? Right. Cast the first stone, right? Exactly. As he would say. <laughs> yeah. As the devil would say, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. <laughs> 
Let he who's with sin get super stoned. <laughs> Boys, I uh, I got I thought we could play a little a, a little game in our uh, in the closing segment here. And I know I know we didn't want to bring up Donald Trump again. Um, hey, I love Donald Trump now. He's gone. Yeah. Fucking talk about him all day. <laughs> Beat the shit out of him, too. Bring it on. Give crap. I mean, the Secret Service might, but... Ted Cruz, Donald Trump, <laughs> Pete Cosmo, Brandon Johnson. It could be a tag team. In a cage match this Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yes. You in, Brandon? You'd be my tag team partner? I mean, I'll... No. Oh. To be to be clear. <laughs> to be clear about this. I, All right, fine. I'll take, I'll take his I, place. I will not participate in any physical activity. Brandon can do the color commentary. I'd actually sure, love yeah, that. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and Rick, then. I'll tag in. Cage match versus... Trump and Cruz. Two fat blobs versus a skinny kid and another fat blob. <laughs> the two of them would have heart attacks getting into the ring. I don't even think we'd have to fight them. <laughs> no. Gosh. All right. Anyways, so I, I've pulled up a little quiz here. Uh, it's called Who Tweeted It? Donald Trump or Kanye West? Oh, all right. <laughs> so, uh, so I want you boys to to guess. Uh, and you may you may know some of these, and they might be uh, a little easier than. Then maybe I'd like, but um, I'll do a little quiz here about about who tweeted it. So, all right, tweet one. I've never seen a thin person drinking Diet Coke. Trump or Kanye? Okay, so I have a, I have a little secret that is that I think is going to make this easier for me. I, I read somewhere once that the way to tell if a tweet is Kanye's is just to put Liz Lemon in front of it and say it in the voice of Tracy Jordan from Thirty Rock. <laughs> And if it sounds like something he would say, then it's Kanye West. Okay. So if I say, Liz Lemon, you don't ever see a skinny person drinking Diet Coke. That doesn't sound like, that doesn't sound like Kanye to me. That sounds like Trump. Liz Lemon. No, I, I shouldn't do that. I'm, I'm sure. I'll, I'm sure that's not. You won't do it justice. That's all right. Um, I've never yeah. seen a skinny person drinking Diet Coke. He is notorious. Uh, Trump is notorious for loving Diet Coke. I didn't know this until he left the White House, but there was a button on his desk that he would press. A little red button, mm-hmm. and every time he'd press it, someone would bring him on a little platter a diet coke. And Biden got rid of it. It's the one good thing that Trump <laughs> came up with in his four years as president is the fucking diet coke button. And Biden's like, "Get that out of here!" I was gonna say it's ridiculous. <laughs> I heard Obama also had it, but it was for tea. I do love the idea of of a button that brings you. You push it. And I mean, obviously, someone mm-hmm. uh, br- has to bring this to you. But what would be your? I'm sorry, we're getting completely off track here. But I gotta know. No, what, it's, it's fine. What would be the thing that you guys would have the button uh, for? So uh, Barack Obama had it for tea. Oh, toilet paper. Brandon, you say toilet paper? Toilet paper, hundred percent. So you'd put it next to your toilet? Yeah, it would be right there. And when the toilet paper is gone. And I gotta, I gotta dry off my butt because I use the tushy. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, baby, I'm in that. I'm living that tushy life. And uh, sponsor us, please, tushy. I run out. Of, I run out of toilet paper. What do I do? I'm not gonna walk with a wet butt down the hall and get the toilet paper out of the closet. Bring it right to me, please. You know what I mean? I also, just as an aside, I know this is an aside to an aside, <laughs> but I, I'm a little bit concerned about a little bit concerned about my my personality and my mental health since I've gotten the tushy. I feel like. I look at other people now with with like this kind of subconscious disdain where I'm like, you know, that person's got a dirty ass. They've got dry, dirty poo poo just sitting in between them cheeks. They're not using the tushy like I am. I can't even I can't even look at you. You disgust me. It does. When you first use it, it does kind of unplug you from the matrix. And you're like, oh, no, all this time I've been pooping wrong. 
and I got a dirty little bum bum. I've been rubbing dry paper on my asshole. If I got peanut butter in my carpet, I wouldn't go get a dry paper towel to clean the peanut butter out of my carpet. Right. I would get some kind of moist product uh, to get it out of there. So that's that's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. You're just isolating like 90% of the listeners here with your highfalutin philosophy. But we are maybe going to get Tushy as a sponsor, and that's the important part. Yeah, and if the, <laughs> and if the listeners are offended by me assuming <laughs> rightly that they've got dirty asses, I'm sorry. <laughs> we still love you. I want to apologize to you two for derailing our... We were talking about... Kanye West or Donald Trump tweet. I answered. I gave my my opinion. Rick. Wait, now we gotta. I'm, we gotta go down the the row first and do the. Oh, you gotta do your button thing. I'm sorry. Yeah. So toilet paper is mine. All right, Pete. What was would... not beverage only? I'm I in my uh in my scenario. I'm saying it's whatever. It could be food. It could be beverage. It could be. Uh... It would be an Aurelio's pizza button for me if it was food. I think. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh. We just had Aurelio's last night. So good. A Chicago it's classic. Comes in piping hot. Oh yeah. That's a great button. I've got the original. We got the original Aurelio's here in in this town, and uh, they got the old oven. Yeah, man, old ovens. Yeah, I don't know, Rick. Do you have the Aurelio's made in the in the old oven? I always ask. Always yep. ask for the old oven because it is so crispy. And so delicious. <laughs> that means they just spit in it. <laughs> old oven, yeah, we'll be we'll get right on it. Yeah, sure, we'll get on the fucking old oven. Got another goddamn hipster <laughs> wants an old oven pizza. It's that guy who keeps talking about his bidet when he comes in. <laughs> Spitting his pizza. He talks down to us. He's like, uh, yeah. uh, uh, do you have tushies in your establishment? <laughs> well, then I won't shit here. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll take my shitting elsewhere. He walks in. What's up, you dirty assholes? You got my pizza or what? <laughs> Jesus, not this guy again. Oh, uh, if I had, if I, if I ever became famous and, and had a collection of fans, I would call them the dirty assholes. I like that. <laughs> oh no, no, I like that. That's good. And they would all be in on it. You know what I mean? Oh, They'd sure. be in on it. They yeah. think it was funny. They think it was funny. Oh no, you guys had really good answers. Yeah, I'll be boring and say uh, a coffee, an iced coffee. Iced coffee's good, okay. man. It's something I drink a lot of. Uh, I would love it if it was just brought to me on command. Of course, that would mean I drink way more of it and die earlier because of it. But uh, I love it. If you can have a button, I mean, you might as well. You know, you might as well die early. Right. So. Or maybe I or maybe the button brings me more buttons (laughs) and then I get more options. Could I have said anything? Could I have said money? Well, I guess. We did not establish genie wishes. So you could bring someone back from the dead. You could make someone fall in love with you. You can wish for more buttons. I would just say money, I guess, if I could take it back. You can't. Because then, like, I would have money. And also, if there was a toilet paper emergency, I could use the money. To buy the goods and services, sure. No, I I mean, I could use the money to wipe my ass. (laughs) Because I can always just push the button and get more money. Yeah, now you're that guy who wipes his money with... Or wipes his ass with literal money. I I don't know. I think that's too that's too much. I think it has to be something simple. Okay, well if it's if it's something simple, it's the toilet paper. But if it's something right. rad, it's money. And that's Fine. that's it. To use as toilet paper. <laughs> to use as toilet paper if I need to. All right, getting back to the original track here. <laughs> Are you saying Trump or Kanye, Rick? I've never seen a thin person drinking Diet Coke. So what led me down this path was saying that Trump loves yeah. Diet Coke. I think it's Trump. I'm pretty sure. Yes, it was Trump. All right, it was. That's one point for me and Rick. I thought you were about to say, I'm pretty sure it's Trump. Like, you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I did know. But I, I'm actually taking the quiz, so I have to click one of the buttons to actually reveal the answer. Oh, oh okay. So we're all finding out together. But I did know that was Trump. I think I, I read that somewhere else. So, okay. 
Also, for anyone that has money, they know the first rule is to use other people's money. Trump or Kanye? Liz Lemon. Also, for money, the rule is to use other people's money. That sounds. That doesn't sound like Tracy Jordan. I want to say Trump again. I'm going to go uh, with Kanye for that one. It was Kanye. Your little theory is incorrect, Brandon. Yes! Thank Aww. you, Yeezy. We've been getting close since uh, since I became his living butler, so I knew that. I was going to say, yeah, you must. You, you guys must be chatting. Okay, so Rick, Rick, uh, Rick's ahead here by one point. All right, shit. Uh, we want to innovate, and we will win someday. Trump or Kanye? Oh. Shit, that's actually tough. We want to innovate, and we will win someday. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Kanye. I Trump loves to talk about winning, so does Kanye. I'm gonna go with Trump. It was Kanye. Yes. Damn it! Oh, two to two, two to two. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, that was a tough one. I mean, there's not much context. He wants to innovate and he's going to win someday. So yeah, I need more Kanye text. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you some more sub Kanye text in the next one. It's actually still called context. It's just spelled K A N text <laughs> context. That one's a thinker. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> you, you just spelt it out. Uh, we all heard it. It was fine. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Sorry, losers and haters, but my <laughs> IQ is one of the highest, and you all know it. Please don't feel so stupid or insecure. It's not your fault. Kanye or Trump? Oh, that's Trump. Hundo P. Thought Trump until the end there, but I, I still got to stick with it. That guy was so full of sh himself and talked about his stupid-ass IQ so much, so I'll say Trump. That was Trump, yes. Yeah. Trump? Tied three to three. Okay, the doors may be heavier, but I promise you... We will break them. And that's in all caps. We will break them. Mm. The doors may be heavier, but I promise you we will break them. Now we need to decide if he's talk if the if they're talking about actual physical doors. <laughs> <laughs> literal are these literal doors or are these uh metaphor meta doors? It could be Kanye is locked out of his apartment <laughs> and he's Kim locked him out. <laughs> he's rallying the troops. These doors are big, but we will get back through them. We will break through. Um Having said that, I know Trump does like to to add all caps a lot to his tweets. I don't know about Kanye. Yeah. Because I didn't have people retweeting Kanye into my feed for the last five fucking years. <laughs> so um yeah, I don't know. Uh I'm gonna i I'm gonna say Trump. Yeah, I'm going Trump. It was Kanye. Oh, oh fuck okay. me. All right. Are we still even then? Yeah, we you're still even, yeah. We're still three three. So there's uh one, two, there's a couple more here. Um, my Twitter has become so powerful that I can actually make my enemies tell the truth. Oh shit. Hmm. This is way harder than I thought it was going to be. He's, he's, he sounds like a televangelist a little bit. Um, a, a <laughs> spiritual man. Uh, I'm going to say Kanye for this one. Uh, can I hear it one more time? My Twitter has become so powerful that I can actually make my enemies tell the truth. Yeah. That does sound very, uh, that does sound very Kanye. I'm going to say Kanye. It was Trump. Fuck. Oh my God. We're doing this is like I how this was going to be easy. <laughs> this is like me and bowling. I start strong and I just get worse the more I do it. For me, it's carpal tunnel. I don't know what the excuse is for this, though. <laughs> Let's just do a couple more because there is a lot and I don't want to keep wasting the uh, listeners time. So uh... <laughs> that's why they're listening to us to waste their time. Yeah, they knew what they got into. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. That's that, that should be our that should be our catchphrase. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Yes, I am personally rich, and I can buy furs and houses for my family. Kanye. I'm going to say Trump. Trump doesn't buy anything for his family. Uh, Trump. It was Kanye. Damn it. Oh, 
He took the lead. Brandon, take the lead. I'm coming after you. All right. Let's try one more. Let's try one more. All right. President Obama closed down the flights from Ebola infected areas right now before it's too late. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> Trump or Kanye? I'm saying Trump. Yeah, I'm going to say Donald Donald J. Trump. Donald John Trump. Donald Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> How come nobody has ever said that? I yeah. Love it. Donald Donald. <laughs> it was Trump. Thank you. Yeah. We could have brought him down years earlier if somebody just would have thought to call him Donald John. <laughs> I feel like I feel like, you know, I feel like John Oliver helped a lot with that Trump thing, you know. We could have gotten could have gotten Donald in there. He would have been so embarrassed. He would have just gone away. Donald Donald Trump. Yeah, he would have stepped down <laughs> and uh conceded. He's gone. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know what the oh. I think Brandon was was ahead yeah. by one point. He was ahead by one. But that's a that was tough. That was tough. That was a hard game. Yeah, I like easy games. Yeah. I always oh. put my games on easy when I play. When I play games, <laughs> I put them on easy mode. I'm sorry, guys. No, I full I thoroughly enjoyed it. And it kind of and it, it was nice because it can kind of put a uh, a poopy little bow on the end of the Trump era. The Trump era was just like a shitty ass without a bidet. You know what I mean? <laughs> and we just rinsed it off. Yep. We turned on our tushy and we rinsed off those last little poo particles. <laughs> and now we'll grab two or three squares of toilet paper and and dab our little heinies off. Yep. And we're feeling we're feeling great. We're feeling great. Feeling refreshed. We feel so good. Well, thanks, guys. Uh, let's do a little housekeeping before we wrap up here. Uh, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts if you can. Uh, if you give us a one star or a five star, we might uh, we might read your review on the show. And hey, if you're lukewarm, maybe a two or three, even a four, you might get red too. I mean, let's not let's not beat around the bush. Might we will we will read your review? We absolutely will. You will be immortalized on this show. Yeah. So just be honest and follow us uh, on Twitter, which is at the number four guys on a train. Instagram is at four guys on a train all spelled out. And if you want to email us for any reason, send us some Brandon fanfic that might've popped up on the internet. Uh, want to make a suggestion for a segment or heck, maybe you even want to be on the show. We don't care. Just send us an email. Four guys on a train at gmail.com. We're open to anything. Yeah, we're down for anything. We'll put your dumb ass on the show. Don't, don't. <laughs> oh, wait. Now, come on now, Brandon. Don't call our fans dumb asses. <laughs> we'll do it. You're already going to call your personal fans dirty assholes. That's true. That's just, don't call our general fans dumb asses. I'm going to make that my brand. I'm, my brand is going to be just like personally abusive to the listeners. You're the shock jock. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get you a shock jock nickname. Yeah. Like Bidet Brandon. <laughs> Big Bidet. Well, and then you need another jar. So you've got the Jack jar and now you'll have the shock jar. This is the first time I haven't put anything in the Jack jar. Nothing was bad enough, you know? I didn't quite step across the line. That's great news for me. It's maybe not so good for the charities that we're looking to support, but uh, it means that I've really kind of, uh, you know, improved myself at least a little bit over the last week or so. You're really growing. Yeah. Self-improvement's good, Brandon. I'm proud of you. Yeah, thank you. All right. Well, until next time, folks, we love you. Good night. We love you. Love Goodbye. You. Bye. Mwah. Four Guys on a Train is produced by Rick Schuler, Brandon Johnson, and Peter Cosmo. Edited by Peter Cosmo. Theme song and all additional music written by Brandon Johnson. The Four Guys on a Train theme song contains an audio sample of metrotrain.wav from Everything Sounds, being used under the Creative Commons Attribution License. <laughs>